Where's it all gone? I don't know. It's gone very quickly, hasn't it? But, but God has blessed us. There's been frustrations, as there always is. But we've seen people become debt-free. We've seen people just whose lives have been transformed from uh, often se- severe depression to um, just being elated that this burden has been removed from them. So we want to rejoice today. And so we, we welcome Stan. Come up, Stan. God bless you. Thank you, John. I hope you can all hear me. Good morning. Firstly, Ruth and I would love to thank you for the welcome we've received here this morning. Absolutely brilliant. You've got a very lovely open fellowship, which I appreciate immensely. And it's lovely we're in a room full of Christians with the light coming through the window. You can't go any better than that, can it? And I believe that the light of the world is with us as well. Um, to be honest, um, just to introduce her, Ruth, my lovely wife over there, is the Swale Cap Debt Centre Manager, Debt Centre Manager, and I'm the Swale Cap Community Link Coordinator, which I can assure you sounds far more grand than it actually is. Um, and we're both part of the National Speaker Team, which gives us the great pleasure, actually, of travelling around all the churches in Kent we can get to, and sharing fellowship, and just talking about a subject that's very much on our hearts. Before I start, I've got to make a slight admission. Cap normally give us a talk. It's not a script, it's a kind of outline on what we should be saying and what we shouldn't be saying. But I was driving down here this morning, and I thought, you're already a Cap church, and as I understand it, I'm the third Cap speaker you've had down here. So what I'd like to do, is rather than do the script, is actually... Just share with you why I feel passionate about Christians Against Poverty. Obviously talk about the work we do. And just to give you the sense, the feeling, and to encourage you and to applaud you for the work you're doing in this church is far bigger than you realise, which is a point I want to come to a bit later. First question is, why do I feel passionate about Christians Against Poverty? It's very simple. It's a joy for me. It's a joy to be among a family of 6,000 people who are dedicated doing, to doing the Lord's work and helping people. It's, it's a privilege for me to meet and see and talk to people who, as John just referred to, whose lives have been transformed by the work. It, it's, it's an amazing... It's, in some cases, it's like a metamorphosis, if that's the right word, because you meet people and you can see the desperation and despair in their faces. And a lot of people who come to CAP have waited up to two or three years to ask for help. And I personally can't imagine the strain and the pressure and the stress they've been under for that two or three years. But you can see it in their faces. And as CAP works, we get to know people. You can see the demeanour. You can see their physical appearance changing. You can see the fact that hope has got through. There's joy in their life again. And it's a truly amazing and moving experience. And in some ways, I think, working for CAP, we get as much out of it as the people we help. Um, And the last point is obvious. This might sound over the top, but to me, it's very real. It seems like I've got a front row seat to an amazing, continuous display of our God's awesome power and his faithfulness. Because he has this ability to take very, very ordinary people 
and enable them and empower them and equip them to do some very extraordinary things. John Kirkby, the founder of CAP, is such a person who, in, in, his, in a life before he started CAP, um, he had a very well-paid job, the wife, two kids, the big house, the big car. In modern parlance, he'd made it. He was on top of the game. And then things changed, and he lost it all. He lost his job, he lost his marriage, he lost his house. He literally ended up living in one room in a friend's house with his two small daughters. He found himself unemployed, in debt, and as John will admit himself, drinking too much. But the Lord works in mysterious ways at times. He got a chance introduction to one of his local pastors, and he got friendly with him, and he progressed, and he found out more. He wanted to find out more about Jesus. And eventually, after a period of time, he did, he did. He, he discovered Jesus, gave his life to him. And in the meantime, he'd been rebuilding his own life. He'd re-established his career, got a home again, had met his new wife-to-be, Lizzie. He was back on top of the game again. And then John was literally called. He had all this experience of the finance and credit industry, and he also knew the love and compassion of Jesus. And he wanted a way to combine them. So he decided to start Christians Against Poverty, helping the poor and needy in his local area of Bradford. He took a massive leap of faith because he gave up his career. He gave up everything he'd regained, all his security, to start this charity by himself with the support of Lizzie. And our God is so faithful. Here we are, 22 years on, and Christians Against Poverty operates across the entire UK. It's established in New Zealand and Australia. Last year, we launched in Canada with the first office in Montreal. And next January, it's America. We launch in, in an office with Chicago. It's an amazing story about amazing people, but mainly about an amazing God. There's no two ways about it. Over the years, Christians Against Poverty has formed different services, which many of you already probably know about, but I will run through them again. And every service we've brought in is to tackle one form of the cause of poverty or another. There's a basic cap money service which allows people to step back, to get control of their money, to learn how to budget, to learn how to, to, learn how to cope on the income they are, they will be receiving and in that way not getting the debt in the first place. Then there's the debt centres like you run here. Um, and there's about just over 300 at the moment across the UK, which literally step into people's lives and help them. They bring hope, they bring resolution, they bring comfort. And they are amazing at the moment. Christians Against Poverty are helping over 11,000 individuals and families on their journey out of debt dealing with a total personal debt of some 54 million. It's unbelievable figures, but it's only this, we're only scraping the surface at the moment. Then we do the job clubs, which were initially designed for the long-term unemployed. And they're a way, of, it's, it's not so much, Christians say it's poverty, it's not going like a bull in a china shop at the cause of the problem. It's about the person behind the problem. That's what we're concerned with. And this is a job clubs are an exact example. It's about rebuilding people's confidence, re-establishing their self-respect after being out of work for two or three years, giving them the confidence to go to the jobs. We help, we help them prepare CVs and train them for 
interviews, things like that. But the main thing is we rebuild the person. Then they do the work themselves. And over the last three years, over 1,700 people have found work through our job clubs, which may sound a small figure, but the percentage, of the percentage if you look at the percentage of the people we help, and I've talked to my local job centre, and our figure is something they are tremendously envious of because they can't come anywhere near it. The next course is the Fresh Start courses, which is to help people with addictions, be that soft drugs, gambling, alcoholism, smoking, any, anything that's controlling their lives that could cause poverty. It's an eight-week course. And once again, it's more about dealing with the person. We, we don't look at the problem and the person as two separate things. You have to help the person so then you can help them help the problem. And we do, and we've got hundreds of cases every year where people break the chains of that sort of slavery and get free and can lead their life in a normal way. And the last course, most recent course, is the life skills course, which is a complete course concerning budgeting, money control, giving people tips on how to shop and cook economically. It's an all-round course, which is proving very successful. Um, but I think everyone who's associated with CAP will tell you and openly admit we may do the legwork, we may do the talking, but it's our Lord that does the work behind us. He's the one who goes before us to prepare the ground. He's the one who moves inside people. And of course, as we only work for the local churches, through the love and family of those local churches, we give people the opportunity to meet Christ, to come to know him, to accept him, to believe in him, accept him as their saviour. So not only can we give them hope on earth, he can assure them of an eternal forever. I'd just like you to watch a short film if you can, please. You can see it happening. You can see the water rising. You can see the, the depth you're in. You know, trying to tread water, but there's nobody there. Nobody there. I tried refinancing, remortgaging. That, that's where the debt started. I had um, an accident and I slept two discs in my vertebrae. So then I wasn't able to work. I was uh, diagnosed with degenerative disc disorder, lumbar four and five, which means my two discs at the bottom just totally disintegrated. I used to have a bed downstairs because obviously I couldn't walk. I'd turn myself on my side, bring my knees to my chest, fall onto the floor, crawl into the downstairs toilet, get myself up that way. It took me about half an hour to go three or four metres. You go to bed at night crying, praying you don't wake up because you can't cope no more. You're not eating food, you're eating dog food. You know, you're scraping the bins at back of Tesco's to try and find something to eat because you've got nothing. I found it very easily to consider suicide, but it was a form of children. That was the only thing that brought me back from that despair. I can't leave my children without a dad.
I was introduced to Cap. A gentleman called Tarek turned up. And that was the very first sign of hope that I had. I gave him all my debt paperwork. We sat there for an hour and a half going through all the paperwork, what debts I've actually got. And he says, let's do it. Don't worry. We are here to help. You know, I thought, oh, wow, okay. Just that reassurance of somebody being there who's listening. So we, you know, we'll sit down together, go through what debts I actually have, the list all my debts, send it off to Bradford head office, contacting my debtors for me and making offer on my behalf. Now I know there's no other service out there that does that. Nobody comes out to you and helps you. So at that evening, Terry and Jonathan prayed. I was like, yeah, right, whatever. And I started getting tingling. And then one morning, I didn't think about it. Just got out of bed, walked to the toilet, and I just realised what I'd done. I physically got out of my bed, which I haven't done for 18 years without falling on the floor, and walked to the toilet. Three days after, Jonathan laid his hands on me. So, who am I to say? All I know is I know that Jesus has done that. Freely and unheartily, I says to him, I want to be your disciple. And in the October last year, I was baptised. So I was declared debt free six months ago because of cap. Oh, the power of that to be out of debt, to be told you are debt free. It's such a gift. It really is a gift to owe nobody nothing. I mean, it's the first time in my life I've not owed anybody out. Do you know what I mean? It's like, you know, I've never known it. Which was fantastic. Wow, I will never lose the impact of seeing a life transformed when hope walks in. I just want to take this opportunity on behalf of everybody involved in Christians Against Poverty to say a huge thank you to you, our partner churches. Without your faithfulness, without your heart for your local community, or your love of the poor, your generosity, your desire to make sure that the poor are at the top of your agenda, no life will be changed through the work of CAT. If you're running a debt center, I hope you're inspired to see those clients going debt free. If you're running a job club or a fresh start or one of our life skills courses, whatever you're doing, whether you're running the courses, whether you're just volunteering, whether you're a support worker, whether you're a giver, whatever you're doing, listen, I wanna say thank you. Thank you on behalf of CAP, but more importantly, thank you on behalf of the lives that are transformed as hope walks in. We could not do this without you. Hey, we've a massive, journey here in the UK. We want to open new services right across our country in other churches and we'd ask you that you would consider later on if you would support the wider vision of Christians Against Poverty to reach as many as we can as fast as we can by becoming a regular giver and joining tens of thousands of others that have made Christians Against Poverty possible. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Basically, that's what CAP does. Brings hope to people. Brings solutions. And as John was saying there about our vision, the vision we've got is to expand. I know we're in kind of what, five countries now, but we want to go back. We want to come back to concentrate on the UK. At the moment, CAP services are only available in something like 68% of the postcodes in the UK. It's our target to get it in 
And, and obviously that does mean me discussing finances, which to be honest with you, knowing where the money goes, I don't feel the slightest bit embarrassed or awkward about. Um, as John mentioned before, we nearly half the income we get is through our life changers, which are the 29,000 plus fellow Christians who generously give um, on a monthly basis to the calls. When I say generously, it's, it's a question of, it's, we don't ask for set figures, but what I would like all of you to do is perhaps consider becoming a life changer. And whatever figure you're comfortable with, whether that's £3 a month, £5, £10, I know where it goes. I know how the money's spent and every penny is spent well. There's no money wasted at all with CAP. Um, and I'll go even further. If you're already a life changer, which I, I assume some of you are, perhaps I'll be bold enough to ask you to consider increasing your donation by two or three, five pound a month, whichever you're comfortable with. Um, particularly at this moment, because one of our major backers has given us some match funding. So whatever new life changes we can get now and whatever increases in existing life changes, the amount will be matched. So whatever you can do now for the next 12 months will be doubled. And we would greatly appreciate your help on that. As I say, the money is spent to, to change people's lives. And no, to say, to save people's lives. Because nearly 30% of the people who come to us have admitted that at some time they've considered or even attempted suicide. And we haven't lost one yet, and we don't intend to start now. So we've got to carry on the work. We've got to carry on expanding. We would love... I'll, I'll be honest, we, we had a target of having 1,000 services available by 2021. Um, we are realistic enough to know that that perhaps is now not possible. So Christians Against Poverty, the leadership and the members, they went away and decided on a new target. And that is to have every church in England and Scotland and Wales part of the CAP system. You know, why well, think small? God can do anything. So let's go for it. Um, and obviously any contributions we can get towards that, we greatly appreciate. It will facilitate us to not only carry on the work we're doing, to expand it and also perhaps increase the services to wherever they're needed. <coughs> what I want to mainly encourage you and let you know about is what you... See, I, I come across churches and, and they, they've got a debt centre, they've got a job club or they've got everything. But sometimes they, they, they've lost the overall picture. And it's a massive picture that you're part of as a debt centre church, as a cap church. Because one of my favourite quotes is from Francis of Assisi, when he said, I'm always spreading the good news, and sometimes I actually use words. And what he meant by that was the example that we set. It's an example of Christianity we give to people. And you are out there in your communities showing people what we are. We, we don't brainwash people. We say, here we are. If you're interested, we'll tell you. If you're not, fine. We'll still help you. But, but we're out there in the community, working with individuals, showing them, show, showing them what we do, who we are, what we stand for, and what we do for others. And most importantly of all, why we do it the infinite compassion and unfailing love of our Lord Jesus. And this is the message we get across to people. 
our success. To be honest, with you, if, you, if, if you talk about kind of bringing people to Christ as a percentage figure, we fail. But we'll work on it. We're chipping away. More and more people are seeing what we do. More and more people are saying to why are these people helping me? And that is a little seed that you plant every time you go to see someone. It's, it's, it's like, how can I put it? It's, it's, it's like a revival, but not the revival on the kind of mass event, hundreds of conversions overnight. It's, it's a revival that in a way Jesus taught us himself. He may well have preached to 5,000 people, but for him, it was all about one life at a time. The one lost sheep, the one. And this is what we do. This is what Christians in poverty do. This is what your church does. It goes out and talks to the one every day. Or how many times? Well, Christians in poverty does every day. Hundreds and hundreds of people every day are talked to. And they are always treated as the one. When you talk to people, I'm sure John will say, that person is the most important person in the world at that moment in time. And that is the ethos of CAP. We treat people as individuals. We treat the person as well as the problem. I think the best way I could describe it would be to quote um, Matthew 5, 14 to 16. <laughs> I always forget the thing. When it says, You are the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor do you light a lamp and place it under a bowl, but you place it on its stand so it provides light to everyone in the house. Use this light to show others the good deeds you do for the glory of your Father in heaven. And that is what you're doing. That is what all cat ministers are doing up and down the country. They're getting out into the communities, lighting small lights, maybe very small lights, but they combine and they grow. And that, is, to me, is revival. That, to me, is revival today, tomorrow, next week, next month, next year. It's continuous revival which in my opinion is the best salt. Because it grows slowly. It converts people earnestly. It does it seriously. I, th I think the best thing I can say to encourage any church is Isaiah 6.8 when he said, and I heard the Lord say, who will go? Who shall we send? And I said, I'm here Lord, send me. And if you think about it, that's what your church have done. You've said to the Lord, send us. Along with every other cap church in the country, send us. Can you imagine the strength of that movement? If we as Christians all relate and reply to that question with send me. We can all get out there in the community. It's not just the people in the debt centre that's doing the work. It's this entire church backing them that is doing the job which I'll applaud you and encourage you to keep at it, to keep building, to keep spreading the word. And I believe that one day all those little lights will combine into a glare worthy of receiving the light of the world back with us. I can't think of anything else to say, so I will say it's been an absolute privilege talking to you. Thank you for listening. Thank you. Thank you, Stan. It's always just encouraging, just to, even those videos. There's plenty more on the website if you want to go and have a look, find out other people's stories. Testimonies have power, don't they? 
When you see this is about real lives, it's not just something you heard about once or it's a friend of a friend. You get to see their face and you get to hear their story and recognise quite what God's doing. And we want, we want that replicated over and over again, don't we? It'd be good to pray, I think, just for a few minutes before we end, just between us. Uh, I think let's just for a couple of minutes, just a few people just want to share if there's something that's been stirred just now, if it's about uh, CAP in general and for John Kirk being the team, you want to pray for them about their resources also about what Stan pointed out it's like we want to see more salvation they, they happen I mean they used to be there's a, a ship's bell up at the headquarters I've seen it where they used to ring it every time they got report that someone else has got saved from across the country through CAP uh, it got too much they kept on ringing and they couldn't get on with their work um, so they used to now I think it's just a few times a week they ring it and read off a list of names we were there when they did it one morning um, they, we want to see that happen more there are salvations and they are happening, but we want to be greedy <laughs> in a good way. We want to be greedy for more. So if, if you feel stirred to pray for that, just for the next few minutes, whatever aspect of CAP you want to pray for, kind of on a global basis, so to speak, on a wider, wider um, scope, let's pray. Just shout out from where you are. I'm not going to run around with a microphone. There's less of us in here. It's a quieter environment now. So just shout out from where you are just to pray for CAP in general. And I think then to end, let's then pray for CAP locally and I'll get John up and just a few of us can just gather around and pray for you. That's all right, and the team that you represent, befrienders and so on. Let's just pray for um, Cap on a wider scale from where you are as you feel led by Holy Spirit. Let's, let's go for it. Shout it out from where you are.